Your balls are filthy. Go to the ball washer. Now. And no, I'll just listen to TopCast. <clears throat> yeah. You're listening to TopCast, this old pinball's online radio. For more information, visit them anytime. www.marvin3m.com slash TopCast. Welcome to another edition of TopCast. Today I have Norm back, fresh out of rehab, and looking rather sober and in good, excellent shape. Yeah, I was in uh, rehab. Can you hear me out there? I can't hear myself too well. Why don't you boost me a little bit? I'm going to boost you right out the window. Well, anyways, yeah, I was uh, with Britney Spears. She sort of looks like Schillinger from Oz. Anybody's watched Oz on HBO? You know, the Nazi guy with the shaved head and tattoos? Yeah, well, minus the tattoos. But anyways... She's got tattoos. So we're from... We're coming today... Live. Live from the Department of Famous People at Not-So-Famous Places. And the reason why I bring this up is because Norm wanted to talk about somebody that he met this weekend... Oh, it's uh, the Toddster. Yeah, yeah. He. Uh, I met Todd. He's a nice guy, real nice guy. Do you know Todd's last name? McCutcheons. It's McCulloch. McCulloch. <laughs> I hate to say that, McCulloch. <laughs> well, I mean, not even. He's big. Right. He's seven. He's just a shy a shade under seven feet tall. Well, he's seven feet. He's no, he. Th- I said, "What are you six ten? He goes, "Yeah." He must be asked by that by everybody. He probably doesn't want to. No, he's splitting hairs. He's six eleven and five eighths. Yeah, and what is that? So that's seven foot in my book. He said he's up to four hundred pounds, but I, I, he doesn't look a bit over three hundred to me. <laughs> he's got a ton of games, and he loves your site. Yeah, yeah, we know. And so, what did you learn? Anything interesting from Todd? Anything yeah. that we should know? Yeah, Todd has too much money. <laughs> Aside from that, as a former NBA player, still under contract for the uh, Philly Seventy right. ers uh, playing basketball was very lucrative to him. Yeah, unfortunately, he hurt himself. That's a real shame because he's uh, he's he's a little walking a little bad. I feel real bad for him. He's uh, he's a good guy. He's Canadian, and I know you don't like Canadians, but I think you can make one exception. He's only one of eleven Canadians ever played in the NBA, and he played in the Olympics. He's got a very impressive. Uh, yeah, he played for the Canadians in the Olympics. Yeah, yeah in Australia. Yeah, this reminds me of these other guys. We're getting emails from Australia, but we can talk about that later. No, actually, we're going to talk about that right now. Norm has been collecting Norm's mailbag. Yes, Norm's mailbag. Norm has been collecting letters from people asking pinball questions from all over the world, and Norm keeps these in a little bag, along with some other stuff. And he he likes to he likes to uh, review them every now and then when he's feeling not so good about himself. Oh, too high, which is pretty much all the time. We got one here from Holland. Well, hello there. First of all, lots of props. I don't understand half these. I don't think some of our English words. No, props means props means propping you up. That means it's a good thing. Don't you know the any uh, you know any um, American lingo? No, I just think these guys get an uh, American to whatever language they speak a book and pull words out. Not necessarily. They always don't translate well. Go on. Well, hello there, first of all. Lots of props, because your manual about fixing a pinball machine has helped me a lot. The machine works again. I'm very happy about that. Mm, interested in having a couple of DVDs about repairing pinball machines. 
now I am supposed to be sending money to this address, Las Vegas Pinball Club, blah, blah, blah. The question is, are you working there? If the money arrives, you know it's from me, so you can hand me the DVDs? What is the progress? Hope to hear from you soon. Regards, Ray and Holland. I told you some of these words don't really translate well. <laughs> yeah, so what exactly is he asking you, Norm? I think he uh, wants to make sure that you're sitting there waiting for his check to come in so you can mail him a DVD. Yeah. Okay. Patiently, with your whole life, waiting for a letter to come from Holland. All right, give us the next one there, Norm. Um, you guys are great. I love the videos. The amount of information is incredible. I find myself taking notes and loving it. Egads, taking notes and loving it. I must be mad. Tell Norm that I happen to like his quips. So don't flame me on your next video. By the way, you wouldn't happen to have a nice high-speed play field laying around. It's Chris Minidu, and I don't know where he's from. But if I had an extra high-speed, believe me, I would be putting it on my own game, which I don't have. Well, you know, it's funny, Norm, because every one of these letters, they always want something at the end. That's pretty much the case. I mean, everybody. I mean, they sent in, you know, expecting us to fix their pinball machines, uh, you know, without seeing them. Just, I have this specific problem, and uh, it's on the J6Y connector. It goes into this here, comes out here, and it, my, I can't make coffee. And we're supposed to, like, fix the coffee machine <laughs> through their pinball machine. All right. Well, Norm, I think I've had about enough of your letters. Oh, no, we got it. Here's a guy from Italy. I oh, just God. received the video and immediately burned it. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that means he destroyed it. Maybe it was on fire. It's simply awesome. I will be going to order more of them soon. I can't find nothing over here in Italy, so your job is giving us a great help. Pinball greets to all of you. Paolo Vanini from Italy. Yeah. Who else do we have? We got Mark Anderson from uh, Australia, and he invites me over to his house anytime I'm in Australia because he probably knows I'll never go there, you know. So that's why. But he's a nice guy. He's a, he's a principal of a school, and he's big into pinball. And I send him my regards. Norm, I think that's enough letters. Can you just... Well, let just me look one more here, no, if oh. I can find one more. Maybe I won't. Yeah, are, you, are we done? Yeah, some guy okay. said about us uh, that we're saving pinball. Chuck Emery. You know, we get letters from all different sources. We get them from the Wreck uh, Pinball site. We get them from the Marvin3M.site. And we get them from the Topcast site. So if you want to send us anything that... We'll actually get a couple criticisms. We've had one in... Seven years. We went out and had a hitman put on that guy. Remember what his name was? No, I don't. Stan I'm not Strain. Yeah, I'm not admitting to anything. Stan Strain. Norm, Norm's email is norm at marvin3m.com in case anybody cares. Stan Strain. Mar- you know, that, that's enough. Okay, so now we're going to move to another segment because I've about had enough of Norm. Here we go. Oh, you, you, you want me to come? It's time for Play of the Week. Okay, so we're on the line with Trent. Trent is doing our play of the week. Now, Trent, you've been working hard. You're up to fourth best pinball player in the whole entire world. How did you pull that off? Uh, well, you just got to keep going to shows. You got to keep playing in tournaments and uh, just do your best. You know, keep practicing and uh, and pick your battles. Pick your battles. What what battle did you pick? You know, you kind of uh, you have a little bit of uh, choice when seeding yourself. Uh, you know, to get a certain score, so you know who you're going to face in the first round or what part of the bracket you're going to be in. So, you, your last show was at Akron. How was the competition there? Uh, the competition was pretty good. Uh, Chris Newsom was there. Uh, Kaz was there. Andy Rosa was there. 
you know, three guys in the top ten, and I think there were seven guys in the top 50. So but, it was a pretty good competition. But you came out number one, right? I did. I ended up uh, beating Chris, and then I ended up beating Kaz to uh, to win. Wow. You're you're kind of a pinball stud, aren't you? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're at the Texas show right now. I'm calling you. You're actually at the Texas show. Give us a give us a report of how the Texas show is. You know how it compares to say Expo or something like that. Well, the show is is very good. They're in a new location this year, and it's probably three or four times the size of the old location. Uh, we're in a nice hotel up in Grapevine Mills, and uh, it's great. You know, there's a lot of machines here to play. You know, there's a few machines for sale. Uh, Gene Cunningham is making his uh, debut uh, with a with a giant booth. He's got some uh, new Centaur play fields, new eight ball play fields, new Funhouse play fields, uh, along with a bunch of uh, new Williams parts. Uh, Bob Herbertson is here. He's got some of his old uh, Golly VMs. Um, there's a nice tournament going on. We've got four Family Guys who've been playing. Uh, fun. Steve Norris got a booth here. That's believe it's his first booth ever. Uh, it's a great show. You know, there's there's some good stuff for sale and good machines to play. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. Okay, now uh, any um, are there any sem- seminars? Yes, uh, Dennis Nordman, uh, who just did Pirates of the Caribbean, along with you know Scared Stiff, Indy 500, Demolition Man, Whitewater. He all did for Williams. Uh, he he came and gave a presentation on all his games, showed us some pictures, and uh, had a question and answer center. It was good. And then also Gene. Gene gave a, a seminar, which I didn't attend, so I'm not sure what he was babbling about, but uh, he was here too. And have you seen any of the Big Bang bars? Yes, there are two Big Bang bars here. Uh, and the story is, uh, one's regular, one is gold. Supposedly the gold is the prototype. And it's silent auction. Uh, the regular one is starting at 10000 The uh, gold one is starting at 12000 As far as I know, still no good. Now, what's the play of the week this week? Well, I figured since we're playing Family Guy in the tournament, I would uh, would start with Family Guy. Okay, lay it on me, dog. Well, basically, uh, you've got two main things in Family Guy. One is the mini play field, which is actually a mini play field uh, that Stewie has created, and also the TV mode. Wait, wait, right? I thought Pat Lawler created it. Well, yeah, <laughs> technically Pat Lawler probably created it, but uh, Stewie takes credit. But we... Uh, You'll light the TV mode by shooting the spinner, which is the lowest shot. So many spins will light the TV, which is similar to lighting the bookcase, say, in Adam's family. Shoot it in there, and you'll get one of the modes. There are five TV modes altogether. Uh, after you've done that, you've gone through all five modes, there is actually a TV wizard mode. Uh, and the points in the wizard mode are actually based on how well you did in the regular mode, which I think is a very good feature. Uh, the other thing is the mini play field. There are actually two captive balls on the play field, and uh, one from, one's a side shot from the upper left flipper, and one is right next to the TV scoop. Every time you hit the captive ball, you get a letter and pinball. Once you spell pinball, the TV, the scoop, is lit for the mini play field. The mini play field is actually a replica of a regular play field. So the dimensions are all correct, as opposed to you know most of our mini play fields, where you know, the floors are big and just the play fields are small. Everything is miniaturized. You've got five shots up there. Once you complete all five uh, shots, uh, Stewie multi-ball starts where you have to actually play the mini play field and the uh, big play field at the same time. Are there multiple balls on the mini play field? No. Although we talked about doing that just to make it a little more difficult. But uh, there's one 5 8 inch pinball on the uh, mini play field. 
Hey, they canceled the camera tournament, Cody. And the, uh, so basically what you have to do when Dewey starts is you have to make each of the five shots on the mini play field. At the same time, you have to make each of the five character shots on the main play field. Once you've done all that, the super jackpot will be lit for a side shot from the flipper. Very difficult to do. Hmm. And this is the tournament game for there, right? This is the tournament game. And how are you doing? Uh, so far, I am qualified for I'm doing well so far. They're taking the top 16, so I think I'm good. Qualifying uh, ends this evening at 11.30. Uh, they do have a bunch of tournaments down here, which is very cool, uh, unlike some of the other tournaments or shows. We had the, uh, today they had a kids tournament where all the kids got to play. There were probably 30 or 40 kids. And uh, they had the father-son or parent-child tournament today, which was really, it was really a hit. Again, probably 30 or 40 people playing. Uh, last night we had Draw Your Partner, which is kind of cool. Uh, it's a random blind draw. You know, just like in Dutch, for who you're gonna, who your partner's gonna be. And you play doubles, you know, head to head against, uh, the other team. And, uh, Kaz and his partner, uh, ended up winning, and Steve Walker and his partner ended up winning, or uh, getting second. And was this all on Family Guy? Uh, that was all on Family Guy. And then tonight, we were having the Classics Tournament, which is gonna be on Nine Ball, uh, third Nine Ball. And then we're going to have the EM tournament, which is on Crosstown. And that's going on right now. Wow. So it sounds like you're having a good time. Oh, we're having a great time. It's always fun down here. So how does this show compare to, say, Allentown and Expo, I mean, as far as numbers and things to do and seminars and games for sale, parts for sale, vendors, general attitude, designers, that kind of stuff? I, w- I would say it's a slightly smaller version of, of Expo as far as, you know, suppliers and parts and machines are concerned. I would say the attendance is probably quite a bit less as far as collectors go. Uh, most of it are people from the area. There's a lot of, uh, you know, public that come to this show. I suppose Expo, where you've got all the pinheads are going. Right, not, Allentown, not really. You know, Allentown is the ultimate for parts. Uh, you know, they got a lot of games to play. they got a lot of parts. Right. And, you know, there was supposed to be a flea market today, but I didn't go out and look at it. So I don't know how it was. Okay. All right, well, cool. Well, that's Trent's Play of the Week. Hey, Trent, I appreciate your on-the-spot reporting from the Texas Pinball Festival um, down there. And uh, it sounds like you're having a good time. I hope I hope you do well in the tournament because, you know, I want to call you next week. You know, you could easily move up to second or third place without yeah, too much problem. Very, in fact, after Akron, I'm probably, uh, I'm probably already up to second. But uh, we'll see what happens after... Uh after this one. Well, if I finish at the Josh, I'll be, I'll still be in second. You'll be in second place overall, and then, it, but it's going to be a big stretch to try and catch Keith right in first. Uh, yeah, it'll take all year to, uh, to do that. Now, how did he get so far ahead compared to everybody well, else? He did really well in Papa, and he did really well in Expo, which, uh, Papa is a, is a four times tournament, and, uh, Expo is a double tournament. Oh, you mean so double you the whopper do. points or something? Yeah. Yep, you get double and, and double the whopper points. Okay, cool. All right, Trent. Well, thank you very much for your uh, for your report. Hey, no problem, Clay. All right, take care. You too. Bye. That was our play of the week. Norm, do you like uh, do you like hearing from Trent? I was great little Texas uh, show report. That was great. These guys get around, man. Going to all these different states. That's a long haul. Well, I'm sure they fly. I don't think so. You think uh, Trent flies? I, I, I'm. Pretty darn That's sure. a lot of dough to spend uh, just to go play pinball. Somebody's got to do it. Hey, he's number he's number two in the world. Number two. 
How well did they get the guys from foreign countries coming out here and playing? Yeah, I, I think like the top eight are all from USA, but the um, there's some guys from Sweden and some other Belgium and, and that, in the certainly in the top 15. These guys like weight lift, lift weights or do certain procedures no, to uh, improve their talents? No Canadians, though. Yeah, we're not Actually, hop- Todd is is in there somewhere, but I, I can't remember where, you know, but... Hey, uh, so, you know, we got a, another feature we're going to run right now, and then we'll come back to normal norms babbling, but here we go. And now it's time for Tech Tip of the Week. All right, Tech Tip of the Week involves new Stern games. Um, I've been uh, getting a lot of calls from people with newer Stern games, Sopranos, uh, NASCAR, um, you know, all those... I know how to fix them. Yeah, and Norm knows how to fix Kerosene them. Kerosene in a match. Yeah, and <laughs> the flippers don't work, or the flippers get weak, there you or go. they or they work inconsistently. And what happens is, is that Stern um, Stern's manufacturer for the flipper blades that are used on the switch, the cabinet switch for the flippers, have some issues. Uh, what it is is you got two kind of quarter inch wide copper blades, and then they have two contacts on them, and the contacts are tungsten which is supposed to be a real, real hard material. And the, the tungsten contacts are kind of form an X as they meet. You know, so you got one slash of an X and the other slash of the X. But right where they meet, right at that cross-section, you get this divot in the, in, the, uh, in the contact points, and that will prevent them from making good contact. And the reason why you get that divot is the company that was making the switchblades uh, changed their tempering technique on the blades and they screwed it up so that the blades weren't the the actual contact points weren't being tempered correctly. <laughs> so you get this little divot in them. And uh, what I would what I did, you can get new blades, of course, from Stern that have have fixed this problem. Um, but what I did in in a pinch is I've got a bunch of Gottlieb EM switch blades that I buy from Steve Young that I use from EM Games, and he sells them in light, medium, and heavy gauge. So I've got the heavy ones because those are the ones I use the most for for Gottlieb EM flipper. Um, flippers uh, buttons and then i also bought from steve young a bunch of gold flashed contacts and i can um the neat thing about the steve young blades is that they're drilled in multiple places so you can put the contact anywhere you want and then you just solder it to the back of the blade and so that's what i do i just use those two blades and i uh, flip them into the switch stack for the new stern games and they have two nice new gold flash contacts and um you know, it basically will last forever. So what games had this problem? Let's see. I done it to uh, Sopranos. I fixed, and um, I, I, it wasn't NASCAR. It was something similar. Something. Oh, Terminator Three. So Terminator Three and um, and uh, and Sopranos have been the two that I've uh, had to do that so, for. But I've heard other people that have had that. So you had think that this will happen too. on all those games if it's from the same vendor at the same time? I'm really, really hoping that they all break. And then people, because, okay, small plug. Me and Norm, we don't have enough pinballs. And we're looking for new games to acquire. Hey, you know, wait, let me end this here. Tech tip tip of the week. All right, that was the tech tip of the week. And now we're going to move on to spam. Uh, This is Norm and, and Shaggy Spam. You know, I heard that somebody gave Cliffy a brand new Simpsons pinball party. Because he's a great guy. How come me and Norm don't get free games? Wait, wait. He got a free game from who? 
I don't know, some guy like mailed him a game and he opened it up and he got a, a free like Simpsons pinball party. Uh, he it may, had like three plays on it or something like you're that. You're making this up. I, I'm not making it up. Well, then yeah. maybe he's got a thing for a Cliffy. They got a thing going on, you know what I mean? No, 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 I, I, I don't think so. So I, I want to know why uh, why Norman, I don't, we don't get uh, opportunities like this. I would even be willing to pay money for, for one of those games. Yes, it's true. All right, so anyways, enough for our spam. Um, we're going to now move on to uh, Curb's System 80 uh, Tech Tip of the Week, and here we go with Curb. And now, TopCast is happy to present I, I Survived, survived System, System 80. 80. Presented by the man with all the answers, Curb. Hey, everyone, it's Curb with a quick System 80 Tech Tip. This tip has to do with coil test and troubleshooting. The System 80 coil tests are crude at best and can't test non-CPU controlled coils. When trying to find a non-firing coil, be sure to remember that System 80 uses two relays to block the voltage being supplied to some coils. The Game Over Relay Q and Tilt Relay T can block power to supply to many coils. Make sure you have power to the coils before tracking down bad connectors, switches, or transistors. The Q and T relay are sometimes mounted in an area of the playfield that allows these relays to get damaged. Inspect the relays and make sure they work properly. Don't forget to check out the System 80 repair guides and the great System 80 This Old Pinball DVDs at Marvin3M.com and shoot Shaggy an email if you have a System 80 tech tip that you want us to cover. And just to kind of add something to that, um, you know, on the uh, other solid-state games, you have a game-over relay um, by the other manufacturer that's mounted either on the solenoid driver board or, or somewhere up in the head. Uh, where Gottlieb put their game over relay, the Q relay, uh, for System 80. It's actually mounted usually under the play field. So it's more, and it's more open. It doesn't have the little clear plastic case on it. So it's more uh, easily damaged as it may be. Uh, what were you going to say, Norm? Well, I said getting back to those free games, if anyone wants to give me a, a free old gun game that's decent or Williams 50s uh, baseball, I'd be really happy with you. If you want to pay us back for all this free work we've done, what would you like? What would be your nirvana there, Shaggy? What would One you million dollars. Nobody's going to give us that. Nobody's going to give you a gun well, game either, so stop Sure, they might. Okay. They no, might do it. No, no. I bet you that could happen. No, it's not going to happen. Uh, we'll wait. We'll take a bet on this. Yeah, it's not going to How many happen. years do we have on this bet? Ten? About ten minutes. Ten minutes. Yeah, we'll have a call. No, at the end of the, end of the show, we'll oh. see if you get a gun game. But nobody's listening to the show. They all downloaded. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now we're going to move on to our next little segment, which is our, my personal favorite. And now it's time for Stump the Chump. It's time for Stump the Chump. We're going to call a guy that we uh, gave some technical advice to last week and see if our technical advice actually solved his problem or if we struck out. Uh, we're going to talk to the gentleman named Rex, and he had a whitewater. And uh, we're going to see uh, if we solved his problems. But first, let's go back to last week's episode and hear what his problem was and what advice we gave him. Yeah, this is Rex in Oregon. I have a white water, and F-111 uh, blows on it about every 50 games or so. The flashers go out, and then the topper lights go out, the chaser lights go out. When the fuse goes out, the, the 
playfield flashers go out and also the uh the the top there it's a five volt volt slow blow you mean a five amp slow blow five amp slow blow yeah right right i would break the system down into smaller chunks first thing i would do is i disconnect the um the 194 bulbs all of them you know there's a connector somewhere that runs power to that that waterfall thing on top of the back box yeah, it, would, goes, it goes to the uh, there's a chaser board up in the uh, up in the top i could disconnect the voltage off of that right disconnect that connect the board that chaser board and you know the, the power that it outputs to the lamps just take that whole thing out of the system and you said it takes about 50 games to see if it blows yeah okay then i would play 50 games <laughs> and just see you know what happens Okay, that's what happened last week. Now we're back, and let's give Rex a call in Oregon and see how things worked out with his whitewater. Let's get him on the line. Hello? Hi, is Rex there? This is Rex. Rex, this is Shaggy calling you back on TopCast to see if uh, how our technical advice played out on your whitewater last week. All right. Okay, so we, we gave you some advice that um, maybe you should break the system down uh, into smaller parts, and, uh, you know, maybe that would help find, um, you know, where the problem lied, if it was either with the flashers or it was with your waterfall lights on the top of the back box. So what did you find out, and what did you do, and what worked, and what didn't? Well, the, the first thing I did was to uh, disconnect the uh, connector, to the uh, chase board uh, that was in the upper right-hand side of the uh, back box. Yeah, that's basically the power to the... To yeah, the, the power, the, uh, the blanking signal that goes up there and connects it to the whole system. Yeah, and that connects the waterfall lights to the system. Yes, and uh, that's um, plug one up there. And when I did that, I noticed that pins one and two were blackened. And I looked at my schematics, and that's the uh, 16 volts AC that comes in after the after F111, the fuse that was blowing. Okay. And um, I just left it hanging there, and I don't have the parts to replace the connector yet, but I just left the, the connector hanging there and played many games like you told me to. And also to put a little stress on the system, I... Uh, went through the flasher test several times it's the computer it sits right by my computer desk so I can run it through the, run it through the flasher test and it goes cycling through all the flashers oh six seven eight nine times before it uh, uh, turns itself off and no fuse blown and so I'm assuming that the problem is there at that connector yeah probably at that connector if uh, the black and pins on the connector mean that the connector is uh, taking on too much current, more current than that connector is, is capable of handling, and, and you're probably going to have to replace um, the pins in the female side with, you know, like Turfricon style Molex pins, and replace the male header pins on the, on the, on the little board. And I think if you do those two things, that, that should probably stop the current consumption and fuse blowing problem. Uh, I think the blackened pins is definitely uh, a sign that there there was a that there was a problem. Yeah, and, and it makes sense too because the um, the chaser lights they 
they run all the time. And so it, it's going to put a lot of strain on that connection. I think if you just uh, replace the connector housing, uh, if it's burnt, or you can reuse it either way, um, and use some trifurcon pins, Molex trifurcon pins, which are, are, are better resistant to a uh, vibration environment. And you don't have the parts, if you want, you know, email me your mailing address and uh, it's nothing. I'll, I'll slip them in an envelope and send them to you. Um, oh, that sounds great. Yeah, sure. That's fine. So, basically, it sounds like uh, we're on the right track and we gave you the right advice. Oh, yes. It, it, you know, it, it's amazing. I just took the pin off and there, there it was all burned up. You couldn't see it from the outside. Right. Yeah, it's just a matter of breaking the system down into smaller parts and, and examine the smaller parts until you find the one that's that's causing the problems and, and fortunately it was the first thing the first uh, tree branch you went down was the one that was the was the problem so it made your life a little easier so alright okay well hey thank you very much Rex uh, email me your address and I'll get that stuff off to you alright thank you alright take care so it looks like we uh, we called that one right hard to believe but um the chumps actually pulled so one out of the bag and, and did okay this time. Unbelievable. Stump a chump. So what's our batting average on this stuff? I, I think we are, we're doing pretty good. I uh, think it's like in the seven 800 range, which is outstanding for not uh, knowing much. Well, that would certainly apply to your situation. Well, Eric seemed to do pretty well. He was Actually, giving you a run for the money. No, to be honest with you, the guy said this to me. I, I, it wasn't in. I told him not to say anything in the phone call, but actually the advice Eric gave him was wrong. He said that the voltage uh, got rectified um, by the power driver board, and then went to that little driver board, that little tiny driver board up in the head, and that was actually incorrect. It goes through the F111 fuse as AC goes up to that little board, and the little board does the rectification up there as needed. And uh, so actually Eric was sending them down the wrong Oh, path. you're the best. You're the best. What about all the times I was right on these things and the connectors and that and, and startled you because yeah, I beat you, and I don't know a damn thing pretty much. All I know is... It, it, I get lucky. Uh, uh, what, a squirrel finds a nut once in a while? Is that a lucky squirrel? No, blind squirrel. Um, that you know, too. We're, it's under review whether we're going to let Eric come back again. Uh, he's a he, good guy. Yeah, he is. We're going to let him come back. The the other thing, too, that, um, that was kind of interesting about the last show, Mort. Do you want to talk about Mort? Yeah, I think, you know, people think he's irritating. I think he's uh, funny. We need a lot of different uh, weird people in this world to make it go around, and I think... Uh, he certainly qualifies. He sounded like another guy that used to have a radio show, and that's who I thought it was, but I don't know if I can mention his name. No, you can't. And, uh, yeah, Mort was interesting. Uh, I, I think there was only a couple people. I took a poll that actually liked him, and everybody else it was like, you know, 9 million to 3. Well, I was one of the yeses. Yeah, that liked Mort. Because you know, he's, he's out of his mind, for God's sakes. Mort. I can relate to that. Yeah, Mort will be back. I, I trust you, Mort will be back. All right, now we're going to move to our, our next uh, series, and I want to tell people the phone number to call for this because this is Corn's Conundrum, and Corn's Conundrum is a call-in aspect of the show where people can call in and win junk. It's about, like, byproducts of corn, like uh, Tostito chips, and that's what it's about, right? Uh, corn cobs and corn nuts, and this is what the questions are about finally, right? No. 
Okay, so like I've got some oh, junk God. to give away. This is the junk I've got today. I've got more Kuiper Thin Cliffy protectors. He sent me a pile of them. I got a ton of those. I have DVDs. I have some top DVDs. Wow, how many? I have some Pins and Vids DVDs. I have the System Eleven Music Showcase uh, CD, which is like um, Norm wants a copy. He's putting it I'm in. I'm just his looking. And he wants to listen to that, you know, so, but I've got more of those. So I've got a bunch of crap to give away. So if anybody wants to call, we're going to tell you what the phone number is now. It's 1-800, and now it's time for... Just when you thought it was safe to go back into the arcade. Hi, people, it's the Corn, and welcome to this week's version of the Conundrum. Here's how the game works. I give ten clues about a game's identity. That's up to the listeners, that's you, to call in and guess what game it is. Pretty simple, right? If nobody gets it, I keep giving more and more clues until someone nails it. What is this week's prize, Shaggy? Well, as we were saying, hyper-thin cliffy protectors of your choice, System 11 music shoecase, top DVDs, and pins and vids DVDs. All right, let's play. Clues number one through five. This is a Williams game. It is a System 7 machine. System 7. It has dual play fields. Dual play fields. And it was designed by Barry Orsley. And as usual, here are a whole bunch of sounds from this game in no particular order. <laughs> oh, that helps. basically sounds like every System 7 game in the world that doesn't have speech. You know, I mean, they all use, like, the same goofy kind of defender-ish sounds. But what we're going to do is uh, give a call in, 1-800-375. Oh, my God, I think the <laughs> phone is ringing. God, it woke me. Answer it quick. Okay, we're going to answer the phone right now and uh, see who's on the line. All right, let's get them on here. Hello, welcome to TopCast. Yep, I'm calling to make a guess here. Is that by chance Cosmic Gunfight? It is not. It is not Cosmic Gunfight. Oh, that is too bad. We'll give you another me, guess. guess. We'll give you another guess since you're on the phone. Another guess? Sure. Quick, you have five seconds. No. Oh, um, too late. Grand so... Lizard. Nope. Okay, we're going to take the next call. All right. All right. This Bye. is so exciting. <laughs> Hi, you're on TopCast. Hey, how's it going? Good. So, uh, do you have a guess for Corn's Conundrum? Is it Jungle Lord? It is not Jungle Lord. I'll give you a second guess. <laughs> is it Black Hole? It, that's, a, that's a godly. Even I know that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, two, it's It's got two play fields. Yeah, but it's probably the wrong manufacturer. It's okay. It sounds like the it's same Williams. game. I give it to Wait, him anyway. Black Hole is by Williams? So I said Jungle Lord, and you said it's not Jungle Lord. It's but not I Jungle Black Lord. Hole, then Black you said it was Black Hole. Where are you calling from? We're making fun of your of your black hole guest, not the jungle lord one. <laughs> where are you calling well, from? Well, wasn't it last week? One of these weeks, it's got to be it. Yeah, you figure. Yeah, you figure. <laughs> where are you calling from? Norm wants to know where you're from. Union City, Michigan. Okay. All right. Well, hey, thank you. 
Can I try again if I find the answer? Sure. <laughs> okay, Call thanks. back immediately. All right. Bye. Bye. Hi, you're on Topcast. Hi, you're on Topcast. Hello. Yes, yes. sir. Hello, you're on Topcast. Speak up. I'd like to uh, guess the uh, Corn's Conundrum. That'd be great. What do you got? Uh, Black Knight? It's not Black Knight. Ooh, that's what I was going to guess. It's not Black Knight. But we thank you. You know, I would have the book ready. All right. Take care. Hi, you're on Topcast. Hey, I'd like to had a guess for your game of the day. Sure. Sounds a lot like Black Knight to me. It's not, and the reason why it's not is because of, because of the lack of sound and speech. There's no sound or speech, so you know it's not Black Knight. Oh, man. Okay, well, thank you, though. Next. Next. Hey, Jungle Lord. It's, nope, not that either. Dang. Okay, later. Bye. Thanks. Hi, you're on Topcast. Is it Starlight? It is not Starlight. Boy, it's getting close, though. All right, we've got some more. Uh, we've got five more things, but we'll we'll say. I really appreciate call you calling. Call and just let him answer that. <laughs> All right, thanks a lot. Bye. Hi, you're on Topcast. Hi, um, I have a guest for the yep. game. Sure. What do you is think? It solar fire. My God, it is solar fire. Whoa! A high five for you. It's solar fire. And what's your name? Um, I'm Ethan. Ethan, how did you guess that it was solar fire? Uh, well, we were thinking maybe gunfight, but then somebody called in right. and said no. And then, you know, somebody, you know, there were other call-ins, and we were narrowing down the Orchler list. I remembered playing that at Papa, and it was a game we were in the market for, too. Okay. Oh, you don't have and it had that siren. We remembered the siren. Right. You don't have the pinball book and you're just going through System 7. <laughs> he's, got, he's got the internet That's what I'm doing. Database. So what you need to do is send me an email, shaggy at marvin3m.com. Uh, what was your first name again? Ethan. Uh, Ethan. Ethan. Ethan, I'm going to remember that. Ethan, you call back and, or call back, you email Ian with your address and what do you want to, you want to click uh, I think we're going to go with the System 11. Showcase? Uh, down CD thing. Okay, great. Just make sure you tell me that in the email, too, with your okay. address, and I'll send that right out to you. Will do. All right. Hey, thanks a lot. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Norm, what'd you think of that? I, I didn't even have to play. I didn't even play all of the hints. We had more We had more hints. Well, Here, I'm going to just for the fun of it, well, even though we already know. Here's more hints. People Do you know what it is yet? No. Well, here's five more clues in case you don't. Hey, we already know. But we're going to let him ran on anyways. This machine has four drop target banks. You know, I, I, the rest of the details of Korn's um, guesses for solar for solar fire um, really wouldn't have helped me either. It was just a matter of narrowing it down when, when people uh, saw that. But anyways, we're going to take a little break. We're going to run an ad and take a little break. We'll be back in about 30 seconds. Topcast is brought to you by Pinball Life. Give your pinball machine new life with parts from Pinball Life. We ship pinball parts worldwide. Pinball Life is located in the great city of Chicago. Their phone number is 773-202-8758. We have an open door policy, and you're welcome to call us with your questions and concerns. 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday. Their website is at pinballlife.com. Pinball Life. No hassles, just the parts you need fast. Okay, we're at the part of the show where we're taking calls for any tech questions. If you want to call in with a tech question, it's um, 1-800. Or if you're that last caller that didn't get through for the guests, you can call back and guess again. 
even though you know the answer now. Um, but if you got any uh, tech questions you want to you want to call in, uh, give us a ring, and we'd be happy to talk to you. In the meantime, we also take them via email, and I've got a couple here that people have emailed off the TopCast website. There is actually a link where you can submit uh, tech questions for us to kind of. Me and Norm get this email, and it, we kind of can like uh, digest them over the week. It's kind of cheating, but uh, you know, here we go. We got uh, a couple things here. Well, you can't be an idiot savant all the time and know everything off the top of your head. Well, sure, you can. you can be, but not me. Okay, here we go. We got it one from uh, a guy named Jim uh, Crismall in Ordell, New Jersey. He says, "I'm interested in clear coating and touching up my own playfields using automotive clears." Um, I have the necessary spray equipment and understand the safety risks and need for protective clothing and eyewear. Uh, we're going to put this on hold. Hold on a second. We got a call. It's Gary. Hi. You're on Topcast. Jagster. Hey. Great to talk to you. Okay. Who's this? This is uh, Chuck from Benton, Wisconsin. Chuck, how can I help you today? First of all, I got to thank Norm. He said my name on the air earlier, and it was like having my name spoken by the gods. When I did I say thrilled. this? Oh, the, you mean you sent Norm a letter? Yeah, he he read my name earlier. He said uh, that I said you guys were saving pinball, and I think oh. that's pretty accurate. And hey, uh, wow. did did Norm catch on that he had a sticker on his ass there, or did uh, did you have to clue him in on that? No. I have those stickers. Yes, they're very nice. <laughs> yes. Yes, he, See, that's a very I'm nice thing. I'm not looking for anything free, and I sent you some free stickers. So it's not a pinball machine, but hey. Hey, it's great. I appreciate it, and uh need more people in the world like you, just Norm, doing nice things for people. Norm, what he did is he gave him, he gave a bunch of those stickers to his wife and, and told her to go get undressed and get imaginative with these and come back out in three minutes. Uh, oh, pinball sticker pasties? Something like that. I, I, don't want, I didn't want to ask him any more details than that. So. <laughs> All right, Chuck, do you got any kind of a tech question for us? I got a definite tech question for you. Oh, no. Here it comes. Yikes. All right. I, I got an Adams family that I bought off CoinUp uh, route that had a million problems. I uh, got them all fixed but one. My back glass doesn't flash. Uh, I can go into the system test, and it breaks it down into uh, the inserts, I believe, are people and house, and you can make them dim individually, but you don't get any action when you turn the game on. You mean... The only flashing I know of are the uh, 455 bulbs that are used in there, like for, you know, the window and, and that. They have separate 455 actual flashing light bulbs. Can you put flash bulbs, just flashing mm-hmm. bulbs in there? Yeah, that's... Every, everything's a constant burn in the back glass. That's oh, you mean you can't on. dim the GI, is that what you're saying? What's that, I'm sorry? You can't dim the general illumination strings? No, you can, you can dim them. Uh, but it, it seems like they're both acting like a general illumination string. Like I said, you can dim the, the inserts and the, the lightning bolt kind of flash that goes through the center of it, but it just burns constant when you turn the game on. Nothing flashes off and on individually. I I, I guess I'm confused. I, maybe we should turn yours on. I'll go run and go look. Yeah, go turn it on and run and go look, Lauren. He's going to he's gonna go turn on my atoms. I, I, I don't think that they do flash. I think the only flashing that happens in the back box of Adams, I, like I said, was just if you have four or five, five bulbs, flasher bulbs, actually in you know the appropriate sockets in the in the back box. I think that's the only flashing that's going on. But Norm actually went around the corner to turn my Adams on. It'll probably take him twenty minutes to find the power switch. <laughs> but you know, I, I you know, I'll tell you what. No, they flash. Wait, he says they flash. What flashes? 
the little little light bulbs behind the windows, they sort of go on. Yeah, and that's off. the four five five. You. Those um, are flashing bulbs. Yeah, those are flashing. Well, that's bulbs. what I said. Maybe he needs flashing bulbs in there. Does he have flashers in there? Do you have any flashing bulbs in there? I, I'm guessing that it's probably five five fives. I never even thought that far ahead. I, I figured it would be a triac or something. Extremely there's no flashing bulbs. It overlooked the obvious, apparently. Yeah, there's just flashing. Yeah, I bulbs. came up with the right answer. Well, the flashes, kind of. Oh God, I just don't want to admit anything to this guy. You know, it's like it goes to his head. You want me to rip your game apart and see what kind of bulbs are in it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here, you talk to him, Norm. I'll no, tell him no, 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 you talk no. to him. You talk to him. So you got a printing business? Yes. What do you print? That vinyl is awesome. To be perfectly honest, our biggest account is John Deere. John Deere, that's got to be a big account. But boy, we could be doing playfields in a heartbeat, and I'd love to go that direction someday. I've contacted Stern a couple times, but they're 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 pretty set with who they're with right now, and. So We'd you like could, to be moving on to bigger and better things. At least that would be, in my mind, bigger and better things. Pinball, you know. So you could do glasses? Financially, well, probably not a great move. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, you could do glasses if you could? You could oh, do pinball sure. glass? Wow. Okay, you I'm could, back. I'm back. Hey, shut up. We're talking something important here. No, okay. So, yes, there's a combination of uh, wedge-style sockets and, be- and bayonet sockets. So right. if it's a wedge socket that's a 555, and if it's a bayonet, you put in a four five five. When the four five five, of course, is the flasher. So that's that's all there is to it. It's pretty low tech. Man, well, I feel like a complete dumbass. But no, uh, that's fine. That's what you call you for. Know, and you're gonna make yeah, me that free gun patrol back glass because you could do it. You said. <laughs> Don't do anything for Norm. Really, it's it's a Thank losing proposition. Thank you so much. It's a losing proposition. Trust me. Okay. Well, hey Chuck, I appreciate the call though. All right. All right. You take care. Thanks for your comments. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Norm. Well, sometimes the obvious is, uh, you know, I mean, there's obvious things that you've made mistakes on, and, and uh, we're not all-knowing. No one is all-knowing. Yeah, especially you. Um, 1-800, you want to call in with a tech question. Um, anyways, we're back to that one I was reading when the phone call came in. About spraying the Verithane. He wanted to know if it was well, possible. he's doing automotive clear. He says, I have the necessary spray equipment to understand the safety risks and the need for protective clothing I wear and respiration. I'm a bit concerned about the toxicity of the overspray vapor lingering effects of spraying this material. My detached garage is fairly close to my neighbor's house. Yeah, I about wouldn't. four feet. I wouldn't care about him so much. Or <laughs> his dog, cat. And I'm a bit worried about this stuff blowing around and injuring others with secondhand vapors. Just how long does it linger? And how much space do I really need? Well, I, I personally, I, I emailed him, but then my email bounced back because I think I, by mistake, emailed it to you. Yeah, way to go. But I, w- I told him not to do it. But uh, if you had to do it, I, you know, I don't see it as a huge concern. I would spray during Monday through Friday, at like night. 9 to 5, when people are at work, um, you know, when they're not around. So I'd spray it late in the e- evening when yeah, there's why, no why? wind and when people are sleeping and no one's out. I may do it like at uh, midnight. No, 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 one no. Be out. I would do it during the day. No, no. And you can't, do it, you can't do it in high winds because, you know, you just don't want crap spraying on your play field but the main thing is no at it night one yeah. o'clock at night no one's up it's calm outside at night yeah during the summer when they get their windows open so it fogs into their house and have a blowing uh have an old uh fan at your window to blow all that crap out no it, it doesn't linger that long it just depends on how much wind is is there it's kind of like a cloud and how fast the cloud moves depends how how fast the wind is blowing literally 
You know, and it could, it could clear out in, in, in 30 seconds. Yeah, here's a man that sprayed Verithane in his basement without any protection or right, venting. Norm, you talk about, you're going to take advice from a guy like this. Hi, you're on TopCast. Uh, yeah, Shag. Yes, how are you? Hey, I'm not too bad. How are you today? Good. Hi, Norm. Hello. Um, yeah, a question I had for you. You mentioned earlier about uh, rebuilding the contacts on the flipper back cabinet buttons. Yes, right. Sterns. Um, yes, the sterns. Yeah, yeah, on the sterns. On, on any, I've I've gotten the uh, tips from Steve as well in the past, and I seem to over uh, overdo it when I squeeze them and crack them occasionally. Do you have a special tool or anything you use on them? I've just tried using pliers and putting you know in the front of the contact to protect it when I squeeze it, but it's like either they're loose or to get them really tight, you're on the verge of uh, splitting the surface. Yeah, I, I think you're taking the wrong technique. This is what I do. The, the contacts, the way they fit in the blades, are just loose. They rattle around in the hole, literally. Um, right. And I know what you mean. You're trying to peen the end of the contact, the end that goes through the blade. Just solder them. Yeah, just solder them. Just solder it from the back and, and don't even attempt to do that. A little bit of flux. Oh, really? Yeah. A little bit of flux and uh, some solder. Actually, you don't even need the flux. Just regular 60-40 solder and just solder them on from the back and, and you're good as gold and, and you don't have to worry about peening them or, or any of that stuff. Oh, cool. It, That's a heck of a lot easier. But good luck with that, okay? All right. Thanks a lot. All right. All right, Norm. Have a good one. Okay, so here's another one. Uh, we got this one. Uh, another one came in from the site. This is from Chris Hibbler. Now, Chris wrote us about his um, uh, his uh, high speed, his System 11 high speed. He says, I have a technical question today for your call-in show. I have a Williams high speed that does not have the beacon assembly on it. The WPC repair docs cover what to do when a getaway, a WPC game, is missing the uh, the beacon, but not on the high speed. The high speed uses 24 volts AC for the beacon, and you suggest using a 12 volt DC beacon from Hat Products as used in the getaway. We'll come right back to that. We'll take this call. This is nuts. Hi, how are you? Hey, uh, I'm with Fishtails, and uh, I was wondering if you knew of a way that I could fix, uh, you know, the back of the tail uh, where the solenoid activates and it pushes the fish tail yeah where it pushes the fish's butt right yep yep well uh, i guess in the factory there's a metal plate that that it uh pushes on right so it doesn't push through the kind of silicone body and ruin it right it's it's about halfway pushed through do you know of any any way to fix that yeah um put a bigger plate on um just increase the you know the size of the plate to overlap the old one. Can you move it? Is there any way of moving it? You know, I don't know how the plate's attached to the fish's butt, though. Maybe you could put something in there like a baffle attached to a piece of plastic. Yeah, you know, don't listen to Norm. Now, we'll cushion the metal so it won't be cutting through that. I would just install a larger plate. Um, and I guess the way I would do it, if the existing plate was still locked in place nicely, I would probably just lightly drill it with eighth-inch holes and just... Literally pop rivet uh, a yeah. new wa- of, larger plate. Yeah, or a piece of plastic on the back. Lexan. I wouldn't do plastic. That'll break. Not okay. Lexan. Yes, Lexan will break too. Full of crap. It's going to get hit hard. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's what I would do. Yeah, you think that'll ex- work? Put an extender on there. Yeah, I'll give it a try. Yeah, give it a whirl. Let us know. Send me an email. Let me know how it went. A lot. Okay, thank you. I don't think he was that happy with our response. Uh, 
I don't know. I think he was. What, what do you, I mean, it's a good suggestion. There's a lot of ways to do things. 1-800 if you have another tech question. Anyways, back to the one that we were reading. Um, Chris from Chris Hibbler and his, uh, his, um, is trying to install a uh, 12 volt DC beacon on a high speed, on his high speed that uses 24 volt AC for the beacon. So he, he goes through and says that he, um, he went to an electrician's friend and said, how can I convert this 24 volts AC to 12 volts DC? And the electrician said, well, cut you the can... beacon in half. Uh, no, don't cut the beacon in half. Uh, what you can do is, as your electrician friend suggested, is you take the two ACC lugs of the bridge, and then the two output lugs of the bridge will be, you know, more or less 24 volts DC. Run those through a filter cap, and the filter cap size doesn't really matter. Your electrician buddy suggested 150 microfarad. Um, you could go higher if you wanted. You could go, you know, up to 3200. You could go up to 10,000 if you needed to, but you don't really need to since this is just going to be powering a motor, um, and then bring it in to a 7812 voltage regulator, which a 7812 looks like a uh, basically like a TIP-102 transistor, and there's a what's known as a V-in pin. That, that's the DC voltage coming in, and then a V-out is the 12 volts going out, and then the last pin is ground, and you connect that out to the other side of the bridge rectifier, which is the ground, and then you should get 12 volts at ground, uh, rectified 12 volts of ground from this 7812 device. Now, you will need a heat sink on that puppy, uh, and it also only outputs one amp, so make sure your, your motor that you're using to run your beacon is never more than one amp uh, worth of juice. Can you steal one off a police cruiser? Uh, Norm. Google. See if you can go on to Google and, uh, or eBay and find a police cruiser beacon and actually use the real thing. Those would be, be 12, awesome. Those would be 12 volts too, Norm. Mm, well, know, so you know, you notice how the phone stops ringing as soon as you stop giving stuff away. Yeah, I've well. got Norm's car keys. What's he driving? A caravan. He's driving a Dodge Caravan. If you want a late model Dodge Caravan, be the next caller, and it's yours. Well, nobody called. I get to keep it. No, no, you don't. No, you don't. If you want a VW Micro minibus from 1969, which is Shaggy's, call now. <laughs> Okay, our next our next uh, uh, email question was for a 1964 United Orbit Shuffle Alley. Now I gave out some advice about this uh, a week or two ago. I did too. I, I bounced it and it bounced back. Mine was just to check the switches on the bottom because I had issues with switches that get stuck or break. And I think uh, I'll shut up. Yeah, maybe. It says here follow up. I looked under the alley part of the game and noticed the contact was broken under one of the roller switches i replaced it and now the game ends at the 12th frame instead of going on and on just like you know norm and i told them kind of yeah i mean it's uh, you know sometimes there's obvious things that you can find inspection is the biggest thing and if you can't hit it in one day come back uh, rethink things out i don't think you're going to have to get it this first time always and go through over and over until uh it becomes quite obvious and it should yeah, and, and, and have a couple beers, too. That's always been Norm's approach. Or knock it off some of your friends or a pinball guys. Just sit there, talk, and somebody somebody will come up with a good idea. But it's a lot of inspection over and over. Just the, the reason it, it says here, the reason why I didn't check the switch, switch is sooner, was because the pin that was under the rollover switch always went up when the puck was thrown over it. Yeah, and again, this back row of switches has nothing to do with raising or lowering the pins. It just has to do with completing the actual frame or shot. So there, there's a uh, 
a first throw and a second throw relay. And if those never go up, it doesn't matter if the pins go up or not. The, those switches are disconnected from the activation of either the first shot or the second shot relay. And that's that's what, in fact, you ha- that he was fixing. And that's why his bowler now worked. And I had that problem. It drove me crazy for a long time. I'd play the game, and then the game would just stop in the middle. And then I couldn't play it. And I'd stop. Two months later, pick up the game and start playing and just stop. And it was a switch that didn't come all the way back to its... Uh, final or open position and and it was just driving me nuts so i finally inspected all the switches and find it one was just a little bit um just sticking a little bit and once i changed that stick cleaned it up the whole game continued to start working again Mm. big deal eh? more great advice from norm okay here's we got another one that was emailed to us this guy has a gottlieb royal flush his name is james he's from milton washington okay it says intermittently and only on the first player of all things, 10-unit reel won't advance when the 10-point switch on the playfields are closed. When this occurs, the 10 relay in the back box, the N relay, will lock on, and I have to manually disengage it. Seems to be a problem with the score reel, but I can't figure it out. We kind of talked about this, I thought, maybe in another episode, or somebody called in with it. And what happens is, is on that score reel, there is an end-of-stroke switch, so that when the reel pulls in, it opens up a switch at the end of the stroke while the plunger for the score reel is fully engaged, and that releases that end relay. And if that switch blade, for some reason, is misadjusted and not fully opening every time, occasionally you'll get that where the reel will stick on, and that's why it's only happening for one player is because it's the player, the one-player tens reel that has that switch on it that's having the problem. Now, a lot of times that switch will break completely so that the switch is always open, which means that the end relay will never lock on. But the disadvantage to that is is it also means you won't get a full pulse to that score reel, and um, your score may actually be a little lower because of that, because the reel may not advance um, the full number every time if that uh, end-of-stroke switch is not working. So, uh, you know, that was another uh, another kind of interesting thing. Here's one that's really bizarre. Not really bizarre, but it's going to be almost impossible to answer. But I figured we'd talk about it anyways. This guy's name is Greg. He's from St. Paul, Minnesota. He has a Gottlieb Surfer, circa, circa 1976. Again, an EM uh, Gottlieb. Um, I think it's a two-player game, isn't it? I believe. I don't know. Rick had one. Was, no, that was Surf Champ. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, Surfer and Surf Champ are the same. One's two-player and one's four. I forget which is which, though. It says, when it's turned on, it, the game continues to reset. It's locked in this reset mode. What do I do? Thanks for your help. Well, that's really all he gave us for detail was two sentences. And he expects you, Norm, to fix this game. I need you to give an answer in a concise format that everybody will understand, and it needs to be correct. Geez, I had that problem. Um, something in the startup uh, mode. That's what would I would say. Thanks, Something Storm. in the mo- starting motor. It's broken is what he's saying. Now, what I would check, um, the first thing I would check um, is make sure all your stepper units are resetting. Uh, I would suspect that was the very first thing I would do, and probably the only advice I can give you at this point, that underneath the play field there's a bonus stepper, and then there's um, the player unit in the back box. I would make sure that all those things are finding their way home uh, I suspect that you either the player unit is getting stuck and it's not fully uh, turning, or the bonus relay or the bonus stepper is not fully resetting. And also, 
on the bonus unit, there's probably a switch that determines when it's at the reset position. Make sure that switch is good. And again, on the player unit, uh, make sure all those um, little brass um, uh, braids on the uh, on the non-moving part of the Bakelite disc are all nice and clean, and the fingers on the moving part are uh, nice and clean too, and are free to move up and down. Well, then why don't you just start right there and say, make sure that unit's intact and the pieces are there. You got your first, you're assuming too much. Somebody could have hacked in there and took it apart. Make sure that the thing twists freely and isn't gummed up. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a call. Take a call. Hi, you're on TopCast. How can I help you? Hi, uh, Shaggy. I have a 1979 film of Athens uh, cocktail machine, and uh, I'm having some board problems. I had the, the board that came with it when I bought it, uh, for some reason, it, it wouldn't uh, activate the drop targets. So I had to buy a separate board, and that board had the same problem. So I was just wondering if you knew where I could send the boards out to be fixed. Because I have no experience whatsoever fixing boards. Wait, wait. What was the name of the game again? Flame of Athens. Uh, Say again, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Flame of Athens. And who manufactures that game? Allied Leisure. Oh, Allied Leisure. Okay. Um... You know, I'm afraid I'm probably not going to be able to help you with this one too much. I don't know anybody that does Allied Leisure repairs. This is the, one of their cocktail pins that they thought was going to... What about Dragster? I, I don't think anybody that I know of, certainly not... You can give him his email. Yeah, yeah you I'll... could try emailing dragster underscore 73 at hotmail.com, but I, I think he's going to give you a blank stare, kind of like what I'm giving you. Well, you can ask him, and if he doesn't know, if he's not going to do it, maybe he can suggest somebody. Yeah, that, that, be that, a may, be a, that may be a tough one. What are you saying, that the drop targets don't reset? Uh, no, uh, when they go down, like, they go uh, haywire, you know, like they all drop down and go back up at, at once, and it eventually blows out the fuse. You mean it keeps resetting the bank over and over and over? Right. How do you know it's a board problem? Did you check all the switches on the on the uh, drop target reset bank? Yeah, I did, and I I also bought a second playfield, and I checked all of of the wires, you know, to make sure that that they matched, and and they all match as far as I could tell. So I don't know. Is this does this game have any sort of a switch test or anything? Yeah, but you know, I would go into the switch test and make sure that each one of the drop targets. You know, I don't really know how they work on Allied Leisure. Um, you know, like on Williams games uh, of that era, their drop targets were kind of funky. They not only had, they, they actually had almost three different switches for any particular drop target to sense it actually on the way down. And I don't know if Allied Leisure, I can't imagine they'd do the same stupid thing. But, you know, you never know that maybe there's some switch in that drop target bank that just isn't making or breaking, and, you know, maybe that uh, that's probably your problem more so than sending your boards out. I would really, really make sure that all that is 100%, um, you know, in the two switch test. Inside the two boards that have yeah. the same problem. Yeah, it really is. Um, I would say that you probably have more of a mechanical or, you know, or a switch problem than you have of a board problem. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just kind of my off-the-cuff guess. Uh, for a game that I've never even seen, much less even heard of, for that matter. Well, we can welcome yeah, any. Not a lot of them out there. No, that's for sure. Well, we can welcome any listeners to give us a call with their suggestions too. Okay. Thank hey, you. Well-
Thanks a lot. Okay. All right. Thank you. What you think of that one, Norm? Everybody needs a hand. You know, everybody's calm because you're you're the god that you think can fix everything, and you and no, you can't. No, no, no. That one, I'm pretty sure I can't fix. I would like to hear back from that gentleman, though, uh, if possible, because that's a good stump the chump thing if he ever does get that figured out. I, I don't think it's a board problem, though. I really don't. I really don't. That's what I mean. Sometimes it's just difficult over a phone to diagnose. You, you need to get in this game, get your hands dirty. Start poking around and looking. I mean, it could be dead rat carcass in there, you know, squeezed into a switch stack or, you know, something. A dead bat, a hamster, body part from a spouse, anything. All right, Norm, that pretty much ends this edition of TopCast. Thank God, because I really didn't want to hear about any of Norm. Previous wives. Yeah, previous wives. Norm, are you out of rehab now? Because it sure seems like it's time to go back. I think I'm going back. Yeah, I think he is too. But we appreciate everybody calling in for TopCast on this edition. As odd as it was. <laughs> Still take another call. No, we're not taking any more Sure, calls. one more call. We'll give him one more minute. <laughs> All right. That's a call. We'll give you one minute moratorium. No, this is the end. No, one more call. Look, I'm shutting Norm's mic off. There. Norm's mic is off. You can't say anymore. That's it. Good day from Hotcast. We'll catch you next time.